Faith, Hope and Love, episode 428, the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. There are so many wonderful readings, and many of them we know really well. Yet every time we hear them, we can get something new from them, a deeper richness of their timeless message. For example, in the familiar gospel, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Greek word in the original text of this gospel uses the word for gentle as krestos, which is astounding. It's so similar to the word Christos, meaning the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, and King. In the time of our Lord, people expected the Messiah was going to be a warrior king who would come with force and power and violently overthrow the occupying forces of the Roman Empire and establish a new kingdom here on earth. They also believed that this Messiah would seek retribution on anyone who had not lived up to God's law. Then along comes Jesus as the true Messiah, and he's not violent, not forceful or military. He's gentle and humble. So the Christos turns out to be Christos, that is, the Christ is gentle, his burdens on us light, astounding and beautiful. Our Lord himself says, learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Merciful love, O God, we have received in the midst of your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with saving justice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and shalom, peace to you all, as we gather together on this 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pause and reflect upon our sins in order to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and in sacrament to strengthen us and make us holy. Christ, have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the 
let us pray for the gift of holy joy. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the warrior's bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The Word of the Lord I will praise your name for ever, my King and my God. I will give you glory, O God, my King. I will bless your name for ever. I will bless you day after day and praise your name for ever. You are kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How great you are, Lord, to all, compassionate to all your creatures. All your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your might, O God. You are faithful in all your words and loving in all your deeds. You support all those who are falling and raise up all those who are bowed down. I will praise your name for ever, my King and my God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia. 
Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. He continued, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord In the Holy Scriptures, there are so many wonderful readings, and many of them we know very well. Yet every time we hear them again and again, we get something new from them, a deeper richness to their timeless message. For example, I discovered something about the familiar passage of the Gospel that says, My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Greek word in the original text of this gospel uses the word for easy or gentle as krestos, which is astounding because it's so similar to the word Christos, meaning the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah and King. In the time of our Lord, people expected the Messiah was going to be a warrior king who would come with power and force and violently overthrow and crush the occupying forces of the Roman Empire and establish a new kingdom on earth, God's kingdom here. They also believed that this Messiah or Christ would seek retribution upon anyone who had not lived up to God's law and would bring down vengeance upon them. Then along comes Jesus as the true Messiah, and he's not violent at all. He's not forceful or military, but he's gentle and humble. The Christos turns out to be Christos. That is, the Christ is gentle. His burdens on us are easy, for they are the burden of love. It's astounding and it's beautiful. Our Lord says himself, learn from him, for he shows us what it's like. And he is gentle and humble. Often when we describe a yoke or a burden, these words create the impression of hardship and restriction and difficulty. And yet, it's good to remind ourselves that a yoke was ultimately designed to be used in order to make the task easier 
to make it manageable and tolerable. With a heavy task, a yoke allows the person or the animal to lift a weight and carry a weight in such a way that the weight is distributed across the whole beam and it makes it possible, tolerable, over an extended period of time to carry rather heavy, almost impossible burdens. So it is in that sense that our Lord uses the image of a yoke or a burden. He frequently warned his disciples and anyone who proposed to follow him as a disciple that there's definitely a cost to discipleship, that the path would be far from easy. Following Christ doesn't promise us earthly success or freedom from hardship or persecution. Jesus' own life shows us that. Our Lord gives no guarantee of a dream run. It's a loving task, a burden. However, it's a bit like that moving song based on an even older Scottish legend. He's not heavy. He's my brother. It's not a burden. It's carrying something that's difficult because we love the person we're carrying it for. The focus is not on the difficulty, but on the passion and the love behind the cause. The goal. Our mission is to spread God's love to all the world, in both word, but even more so, in action. And that's a wonderful vocation. It's a beautiful burden, if you like to say it like that. It's a wonderful duty and a superb task. And it's a task of love. And in that sense, it makes the burden a light one, no matter what the challenges. And Christ always offers to bear for us the greater load. Jesus also invites us to learn from him. And what we have to learn is that Jesus is loving in all his dealings. Love is at the core and at the meaning of everything he does and says. And he is gentle and humble and just. A true disciple must be humble and gentle and compassionate, but above all, loving. How do we learn to be these things in a hard and tough world? We watch and learn from our Lord, whose actions and teachings were all about humility and justice, gentleness and compassion. It makes me wonder. Many hardships and burdens come our way throughout life. Some are avoidable, some seem unavoidable, and some, in fact, are unavoidable burdens. But to what extent are some burdens made even more heavier, even more unbearable by the reactions of people, the responses to these burdens, when there's not gentleness, when there's pride instead of humility? Jesus seems to be offering to teach us a path of gentleness and compassion and love, a path of true humility of spirit, which can actually make burdens so much lighter than they might otherwise be, and to actually not add to the burdens of others by our selfish responses. I think of a lot of natural disasters. Some of them are unavoidable. But isn't it true that even in unavoidable situations, there are many things that are done by people of goodwill that actually helps to lighten people's suffering, to ease their burdens and to reach out and help them? Sadly, also, there are many things that people can do in times of disaster, in times of suffering, 
that actually make the suffering even worse. I'm thinking of when a natural disaster strikes. People come out and help in any and every way they can, and it inspires us. We see amazing heroism and great practical assistance in times of need, and this lifts our spirits. We see generosity and help at a time that nothing else can be done. And isn't it also true that in times of disaster and suffering, there can be people who actually make things worse, who just make the whole thing an almost impossible burden by their selfishness or, or their attitudes or their lack of compassion or empathy. For example, in a disaster, we see some people trying to help and reaching out and making a difference, but then there are people who are looting or taking advantage of others who are suffering. We see people being thoughtless and selfish. This makes the suffering ten times worse. We have to ask ourselves, even in an unavoidable disaster, how much of our responses and actions can actually make the whole thing worse or better? Our Lord is seeking to make healing and love out of even the worst situations that occur. And God is constantly at work trying to lighten the burdens of people. And he's asking us to join in this work. We can help too. I think of an illustration. Imagine two people are experiencing exactly the same burden. And it's a major burden, a real hardship in their life. Picture these two people with the exact same circumstances. The only difference is that one of them is extremely proud, unreasonably self-sufficient, refusing to face the truth of their difficulty, railing against every development and turn of bad fortune when it's not possible to avoid it, whilst the other person in the same situation is gentle, humble, accepting of that which cannot be changed, and battling and trying as hard as they can in things that can be changed and not giving up, but rather surrendering to God's care in a spirit of humility and graciousness and love to all the new situations and circumstances that this person is now facing. Could it not be said that the one who is resisting and railing against it, even against the inevitable, might be putting on themselves an even greater, unbearable burden than the other in the same situation? Perhaps in this sense, Jesus means, learn from me. And he opens up his vision, his response to the world in all its unpredictable and capricious turns. A yoke is something also that is used to join two creatures together so they act as one entity, support and lift each other up and share the burden so it's distributed more evenly. Was Jesus saying, Join yourself to me. Join your hopes and cares, your fears and struggles, your successes and failures. Let me work with you as one and see what wonders will result. I love the meaning of this gospel today. There's a deep and sturdy realism to the gospel message that Jesus offers us. It's the perfect combination of idealism, but also realism. Jesus doesn't promise an easy ride. He doesn't promise that if we follow his way, he'll make all our burdens disappear. But he does promise that his way makes the burdens 
more capable of being transformed by love and service and easier to carry no matter how heavy they are. Our Christian joy and hope is not joy born out of denying the reality of the struggles and pains of life. Rather, our joy and peace comes from the fact that we are at rest. We continue to love even despite or with the tragedies and tensions, the sin and pain of life. This is the message the world is desperate to hear more than ever before. This is the faith we're uniting to Christ in witnessing in our lives. May God richly bless us and give us the joy, the rest, the peace, the relief that comes with faith in him and joining ourselves to him who wants to lift these burdens from us and help us carry them. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray through Jesus who reveals God's love. For the Church, that we may take the time to learn from Jesus how to be gentle and humble in heart. In faith we pray. For the nations of our world, that they may review their differences and turn to Christ as the source of lasting peace. In faith we pray. For those who labour and are heavily burdened, that they may come to Jesus and find rest. In faith we pray. For our children, that we may gently guide them to grow in the knowledge and practice of the faith. In faith we pray. For the faithful departed, that they may find eternal rest in Jesus, especially those for whom we now pray. 
In faith we pray. God of peace, we entrust these petitions to you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, our Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this oblation dedicated to your name purify us, O Lord and day by day bring our conduct closer to the life of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. 
in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation, and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants, who have gone before us with the sign of faith, and rest in the sleep of peace. 
Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord, you sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed the one who seeks refuge in him. Here is a prayer for spiritual communion. 
My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that having been replenished by such great gifts, we may gain the prize of salvation and never cease to praise you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bless you all, and may God's grace guide you each and every day of this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Hope and Love Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, by the NCC USA.
The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelk, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988, 2007, and this arrangement, Stefan Kelk, 2020. Today I Arise for Tricia J. Kelly, Original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER 2023. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise. Through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today. In